welcome to the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, straight-talking life coach, Pooja McClymont. This show provides simple self-development, supporting you to embody your self-worth so that you can live the happier, more fulfilled life that you deserve without burning out. Thank you so much for listening today. Hello, it's season two, episode 25. Stop using language that harms you. If you've been into self-development for a while, you're probably familiar with the way we talk to ourselves, but it's actually incredibly amazing how much the language that we use actually affects us. Now, it's easy to use common words that seem harmless when we're working towards something. Take this example. I have to apply for at least 10 jobs a week. Now, on the face of it, the line is clear. It's action-oriented and possibly motivating. But the danger word here is have, as in have to. Look, in literal terms, you may have to apply to many jobs in order to get a new one, but putting the word have to, or the words have to, makes it a demand which sits differently inside our minds. A better way of saying this would be, I will apply to 10 jobs each week. This is much more assertive and it's a clear goal, plus it's motivating. Now, it's important to pay attention to the language that we use so that we're not getting in our own way when it comes to our goals. With only a couple of weeks left until the end of the year, you might be thinking about what you've achieved this year and possibly what you could still achieve. Or you might just write off December because of the festivities. But there's still time and opportunity to get closer to what you want. And the language that you use will play an important role here. If you love the Self-Care 101 podcast, please can you head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave me a review. This really helps other people like you find the show and I am eternally grateful for your support. Now on to the show. Even though you might think you're using language with positive connotation, often we're actually using negative words. Now these are not your fault. We inherit a lot of our language, especially as associations towards work, health, personal life. But with a little self-awareness, you can tweak the way you speak so that it honors what your heart actually says. Things like, I've got to lose weight. I need to find a boyfriend or girlfriend. Now these seem motivational, but the got to and need to are actually pressure words. They're not motivating words. Motivating words should make you feel light and excited, like I'm getting healthy or I will meet my match. These other two are probably a bit more obvious. I'll never be rich. I can't do that job. You're making statements based in fear. Now, your brain loves a bit of fear and self-doubt. So what you're actually saying is fact. You will never be rich and you will never be able to do that job. Now, media has a huge part to play in this as well. So although many of our limiting beliefs come from our early experiences, those experiences are then validated in adulthood if we, one, don't raise our self-awareness and actively change, and two, with the media perpetuating negative thoughts and essentially confirming our beliefs. Now, a bonus number three would be the phrase, you are the sum of the people you spend most of your time with. So in order to think different, we need to look at who we spend our time with as well. You know, the first few weeks of a new client working with me, 
I generally don't correct their language or work on it. We're focused on firefighting of their current challenges, but all the while I'm actually watching and listening to the language that they use. Now, sometimes clients feel the need to impress me by talking in wellness speak, but they soon realize I am not here for that. I keep my language simple and accessible to them, as you'll know from the podcast. I've developed a skill that allows me to talk to them the way they are talking to themselves. Now, this this technique mirrored back often gets them questioning what I'm saying in a defensive way. Now, that's kind of great in a way because I can then say back what they've just said. And when they realize the way they're speaking is affecting their outcomes, we have a breakthrough or light bulb moment. Another way I bring awareness to their language is when they are talking, especially if they're talking about something good and positive. And they might say something like, I need to spend more time exercising or I've got to do some research. And then at that point, I will interject and just say something like, I need to, or I've got to, and I say nothing else. Just silence so that they can hear that echo. Now, over time, they get better at reframing what they're saying, and they often correct themselves mid-sentence. I do love this, I have to admit. It's the most wonderful moment in coaching when a client is actively correcting the way they're speaking. It's brilliant. And I do it too. Sometimes, especially when I'm excited or passionate, I lose my helpful language and regress into childlike words. Now, this happens because joy is often linked with childhood experiences. Then on reflection, I see where I wasn't actually helping myself. I'm going to give you a tip later on in the show of how you can help yourself in a similar situation. Now, a word of warning here. You can't now turn yourself into the vocabulary police. (laughs) In order to improve the language that you use, you need to decide which area of your life needs improving and then work on the language that you use there. So communication in a relationship, for instance, that's a good example. And I'm going to give you a freebie that has been a game changer for every one of my clients that have been in a relationship. Rather than saying to your partner, can you take the rubbish out? Change it to, would you take the rubbish out? Now, when you ask a question to someone with a can, they receive it as, yes, I can, and nothing more. Can is more about competence, which generally won't land well. But when you use the word would, it's softer, and it's more aligned with partnership and support, which is the subtext of the question. And especially with men, they hear, she needs me. And I'll do a love language show to explain this further. So let's move on to using goals as an example. And I'll use actual client language to demonstrate. One client, now she is very successful. She has the career, the partner, the kids, the house, the lifestyle. She's ticked the main boxes of society's expectations. And whenever she would start a session with me, she'd give me an opening speech. Now, this is usually how a client session starts. They give me a rundown of what's been happening and then tell me what they'd like to work on in session. But this particular client gave me speeches which are different. 
and she'd often tell me random things that have happened in between sessions. And the way in which she told me was leading to either impress me or to defend herself. I'm not judging her. But she would often come to me in session with this need to impress me or to defend herself. Now, the thing is, you can't impress me because that's not what I'm here for. The other thing is, I'll see through your defensiveness and I'll call you out on it if it's not helping you achieve your goals. She'd also talk to me in metaphors, essentially avoiding the truth. Now, when you talk in metaphors or Instagram quotes, you're using someone else's words. So your mind isn't going to believe them. It's not going to believe what you're saying. It's better to say what you want and think in your own words as we can affect those thoughts. Now, she'd say things like, I don't know how to. If I do it, then this might happen and then this will happen. I'm not confident enough. Now, these are very simple but very common examples that I'm using to demonstrate that although she hired a coach to change her life, she was still fighting with herself constantly because of the language that she was using. And you know what? Sometimes she didn't want to hear some of the things that I was saying to her because she wouldn't take action on what was good for her. So as she was talking to me, I would call her out on language that she was using in a bid to improve the language that she's using so that she can get what she wanted. But session after session, she wasn't improving the language that she was using. So I could see that something else was going on here. This showed me a deeper rooted sense of insecurity and a false sense of identity. Now, the only way to change this is to do the work to recognize and then adjust your language according to the goal that she has. Sometimes you have to accept that you might not be able to change certain things within yourself. It might not be your time. You may not believe in its importance and that's okay because you know what? Self-development, personal development, it is a process. A game changer, though, is to say things with assertiveness. So I'm going to give you an example. Here's an example of an assertive statement. I have a thriving business that provides me with financial stability and freedom to use my time as I wish now. Here's another one. I am healthy and make choices that keep me healthy now. And another. I am successful and confident in my work and achieve my career goals now. There are two things at play here. Stating something in the present, because this helps your brain identify that these are factual thoughts, and then it's going to align your actions towards this truth. The other is using the word now, because this makes it very clear that what you're saying is not a wish, it's fact and the brain accepts it as such. Now, this terminology you're probably familiar with from previous shows because it's used in manifestation and it can be a very helpful way to reframe the way you speak in other everyday situations. So here's an example of an everyday situation. I experience this one a lot. So a friend who hasn't seen me for a while might ask me how my business is going. Now, this might just be small talk, or it might be loaded, right? We all know about those loaded questions. But either way, 
the way I'm going to respond is very, very important. Because if I can't use the right language in these situations, I'm going to hinder my progress in my business. I will contradict my goals and I'll have to start all over again. So in this situation, I say less and I'm specific. So if I was asked, how's the business going? My response is, it's going well. I want more clients or I want to do more work in XYZ. Now, there are no buts or ifs. And the biggest tip here is saying less, because if you say less, you are less likely to use negative language. So put a full stop in a lot earlier than you probably would usually do. And I know that sometimes this will throw the floor open for somebody to dig further, especially if you're used to being quite descriptive and talkative like I am. People will then dig and dig and ask you more questions, you know, which starts then just getting very jarring. So if only friends are listening, it annoys me. (laughs) And the reason why it annoys me is because I don't want to share all the details of what happens in my business or my day to day because the negativity or the negative parts or the sad parts or the tough parts of what I go through in my business are not necessarily things that I want to keep talking about. It's almost like gossiping about the bad things at work. Now, if I want to talk about what's troubling me, I will, but I generally talk to people in the same kind of line of work as me. So I'll probably speak to a coach about how I'm feeling in my business, or I'll talk to another friend who is a business owner, a successful business owner, somebody who is, I don't know, 10 steps ahead of where I am. Because for me, when I'm talking about the bits in my business that are tough, I want to either have a sounding board, which is usually my husband, or I want to have constructive feedback for what I'm saying. So if I'm talking to a friend who works in a job, for me, she's not necessarily going to understand the struggles that I'm having in my business. So it makes it difficult to connect with her. Now that's no, you know, what's it called? It's, it's, it's no, um, I can't think of the word, but you know, it's not that you're not my friend. It's just that I don't really want to talk about my business with you, but let's talk about all the things that Dwayne isn't doing at home because I know you can relate to that or how annoying Micah is or, you know, how much time I don't have for myself. That's where I can relate better with you as a friend. So I know that in these sorts of situations, you will get people when you use a shorter sentence, and obviously they're used to you using bigger sentences or being more descriptive, they're probably going to probe you for more. So my advice here is this, let them keep probing you, let them keep asking you questions. Just repeat what you've said. You might want to repeat it differently, just literally say the same thing, but in a different way, and just keep repeating what you've said. And then if you really can't get out of a conversation and you can feel that defensiveness within you coming to play or some negative words coming out, use my positive deflection tool to get out of the conversation. Because if you feel uncomfortable, it's going to get worse. You're going to use the language that doesn't support you. And it's, yeah, it's just jarring. So... (laughs) deflect, deflect onto them. How are you doing? How's your business? You know, or whatever it is. 
But the most effective way to build self-awareness and improve the language that you use with yourself and others is to slow down. We are always rushing, rushing to get to places, rushing to write and send emails, rushing to meet deadlines, rushing, rushing, rushing. And this then becomes our default setting. So when we're speaking, we're in this state of rushing. So our words basically come out on autopilot. Now, usually these stem from our old beliefs and templates rather than the beliefs that we want to create or cultivate now so that they're in line with our goals and the person that we say we are. So next time you're talking to someone, slow down and think about what you want to say. No one's going to say anything if you use some silence to think about your answer, your response. Now, just like autocorrect on a keyboard, if you don't check yourself, you might use an unhelpful word. So slow down. Same for when you're talking to yourself. Once you've said something, think about it for a minute and look at ways to reframe it so that it is more motivational rather than pressured. I have some exciting news. In June next year, I am hosting a retreat in Marrakesh. Now, it is a six-night retreat, and the theme is Clarity, Rest, and Rejuvenation. And in this retreat, we're going to do some deep connection to self-work using a number of spiritual tools with each activity contributing to helping you uncover your deepest desires and fears that we'll then use to help you live your best life. You're going to be staying at the beautiful Peacock Pavilions under the Atlas Mountains. We'll have the venue all to ourselves. You're going to enjoy an outdoor cinema experience, a mindfulness experience at the Majorelle Gardens, a massage on property, a gentle hike with beautiful shopping in the Atlas Mountains, daily meditations, physical practices, delicious foods, and a final night of Moroccan indulgence. Think fire breathers and belly dancers come along. You'll find all the information at the link in the episode description. Now there are only 10 places in total and three have already been taken. Ooh. So if this sounds like just what you need in your life, then email me today to hold your place with a deposit. You will not need to pay anything else until the new year. And if you know that you could do with some help with reframing the language that you use, then book a free one hour coaching conversation with me at my website now, because it's going to help you get some insight and direction with your next steps. And when you're ready, when you're ready, you can sign up to work with me. But booking that free call is going to really help you with the language that you're using. Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review over on Apple Podcasts so that other people like you can find the show. For more information about the work I do, head over to my website, poojamcclimont.com. And for daily inspiration, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram at poojamcclimont. Sending love and talk to you soon.